0: go our number three of our radio program it is the Zach Gelb show 5600 615-844-5600 call or text same number oh,
1: that?
0: now the McFarlane show with Darren and Justin
2: Had a good Thursday afternoon to you, and yes, it is time for the McFarland Show. Darren and Justin here, and we are live in the Strike Bear Family Fun Center studio. Hope everybody's having a good Thursday. Orange Damon Keene is alongside. You can't see him on camera, but boy, if you could, we'd ask you to put on sunglasses. You
3: couldn't miss him.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Trick or treat. Just don't call me orange pumpkin like this morning. Trick or treat. No,
3: no, no. No orange pumpkin. No, yes, yeah, that's, that's what, not that's that's too much.
4: That guy that work mornings, whatever his name is. You know,
3: There's several, it's Greg Guy, somebody. Okay,
5: yes, yes.
4: <laughs> Got a great show for you, as
2: always. Um, we're excited about today. Scott Ramsey's going to join us in about 10 minutes. Uh huh, as we get a little bit closer to the Trans Perfect Music City Bowl, Auburn and Maryland. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I think I'm going to go to that. Okay, even though it's going to be a little bit. Cold, but it's during little, the day. A
3: little nippy, but yeah. During the
2: day. Yeah. So that gives it a better chance, but it is going to be nippy. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's going to be any elements, right? Nothing. Well. Is there going to be rain? Th-
3: there's a possibility of a rain snow mix starting tomorrow rain. morning. Snow mix. Um okay. It's not supposed to accumulate. Um, maybe over in Cookville, near Putnam County, as they call it, the plateau.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, perhaps over there. But uh, nothing nothing here that's supposed, that's supposed to be, you know, relatively tame. It's supposed to be, as they called it this morning, no worry flurries.
2: Okay, no worry flurries. I like that. Uh, so we'll talk to Scott Ramsey in about 10 minutes about the Music City Bowl uh, that's going to take place on December 30th. So Saturday, I think it's a 1 o'clock kickoff between Auburn and and Maryland. To be in the second hour, Mark Vandermeer is the fine play-by-play voice of the Houston Texans. Of course, the Titans will be in Houston, their final road game of the regular season. So we'll talk to Mark about this Texans team that I suspect is going to have C.J. Stroud back under center because the line is moving up. It's moving Houston's direction. So hmm. they um, that tells me they're probably somebody's anticipating that they're getting their star quarterback back. Yeah, that's typically what that means. I don't think it's because of the backup situation, even though I guess Case Keenum is fine. Okay. It, it's Case Keenum, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, he's fine. He's been around sure. a long time in the sure, league. Sure, but, sure, But, uh, yeah, I don't believe it's for him.
3: No, probably not.
2: I think that I've seen the line move point, point and a half. Wow. So okay. I suspect it's C.J. Stroud who's been in concussion protocol probably. Yes. But we'll ask Mark. It will have a better okay. idea yeah. and a better feel than us. Speaking of quarterbacks, mm-hmm. so I'm flipping around last night. Okay, As The Predators, you could tell it was just was not going to go their way. They not, could not, not stay out of the box. Too many power play goals. Carolina, three power play goals. We'll, we'll get back to that. Uh, so I I flipped over. Uh, I started watching the Texas A&M bowl game, which I've, I've admitted on the show. I've hardly been watching any bowl games. It's just not the same to me. I don't need to repeat what I've already said. I mean, there's just, you can't keep up with who's playing, nope. who's gone, who's coaching. I mean, it's just you know, it's just too much. It's too much to keep up with. But with all that activity, it did create, uh, and I know the the starting quarterback did go down early on, but it created an opportunity for Marcel Reed to get in there ah. and play three-fourths of the game. I did not know that. How'd That's, he look? He... Looked like a freshman in the first half, okay, and looked like a sophomore junior, sophomore slash junior in the second half.
3: That is outstanding. Yeah,
2: he looked real. I mean, looked outstanding. He yeah. really did. Yeah, uh, I. They didn't win. Texas A&M was playing Oklahoma State. I think it was the Texas Bowl. But uh, man, I would say he is going to because of that performance last night. He's going to put himself in a position to be starting next season.
3: Major talent. Out of that young man, of course, uh, went to NBA. Uh, his father, of course, the former longtime TSU head coach um, and coach Rod Reed. And so uh, I remember watching uh, a few high school games and having to cover a couple of high school games from MBA. His His talent was obvious. I've, you know, and I'm not going to say I've never seen that, but it's he had the kind of talent on the field that was jumping off the page. So it it wouldn't be surprising at all to see him excel on the next level. He's been headed that direction for a long time. So glad to hear that he's doing well. And now I'm looking for his numbers. I want to see uh, just how well he did. I want to see what's going on. And and I may go back and, and try to find and watch that now.
2: It was down in Houston. It was at NRG Stadium. That's, of course, the home of the Texans. Marcel Reed, 20 of 33. I see it here. 361. Nice. 361 yards, no touchdowns, and an interception. Okay. Uh, he had 10 rushes for 29 yards and a rushing touchdown. And so, uh, yeah, like I said, he turned it on in the second half, and uh, he grew up. kind of watched him grow up in the second half. First half, as you can imagine, a little bit more jitters. He's mm-hmm. a freshman. Second half, looked like he had, had some seat time, and he got comfortable.
3: Only two sacks last night mm-hmm. uh for Oklahoma State as well. So Well, he's pretty elusive. Yeah. Sounds like he had a had a chance to get rid of the ball and and move around here. I do um, wonder if they're gonna
2: want him to tack on a little
3: bit of weight. I would think, but I you know, that's the trickiest part with to me it, it's trickier than it is from college to pro. Uh the high school to college transition, um, you know, you, you don't know what you're getting. With a high school kid who's 17, 18 years old, and then you need to turn him into a twenty to twenty one year old young man. You don't know what that frame is actually going to fill out like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it could be good, it could be bad. You you know, it may not add anything. They may just grow straight up, they may be tall and lengthy, or they may be big and thick. You you don't know. You don't know how the frame is going to fill out. So I, I would be interested in taking a look. And uh, seeing what it looks like now, and uh, and maybe so. If he's going to take the punishment, for sure, he's going to take the hits. You probably want to add on a little pound. And uh, remember,
2: pounds. Elko was the new head coach. Elko was, spent some time up in the booth yeah. with the broadcasters. He was not on the sidelines coaching. So, mm. um, you know, that, that has to be exciting because you yeah. saw what he did with Riley Leonard and what he did at Duke. Um, you know, I suspect the future is quite bright for Marcel Reed at Texas A&M. Yeah, stay healthy. We shall see. Uh, Yeah, 361 yards passing. Very nice. Last night against Oklahoma State, but Oklahoma State did win the game 31-23. I mentioned the Predators fall at home to Carolina. Yeah. Uh, They gave up three power play goals, just could not stay out of the box. There were a ton of penalties. I mean, Predators had their opportunities too on the power play. So uh, they they just couldn't cash in like Carolina. Uh, so they fall. So now they'll hit the road. They'll be up in Detroit to take on the Red Wings uh, tomorrow, tomorrow night. So trying to rebound. A couple bad losses uh, for them. Or tough losses, I guess. Carol- Look, Carolina's good, right? I mean, there's no no problem with that. They're, they're good. Uh, the Predators were 1 of 4 on the power play. Now, or Carolina was 3 of 6. mmm so yeah. one of the goals for the Predators was a, a power play goal. But uh yeah, Sebastian Aho with a power play goal, Brent Burns with a power play goal, um, and Seth Jarvis with a power play goal for Carolina. Ryan O'Reilly had the lone power play goal for the Preds. But um, yeah, they fall five two. Like I said, take on a struggling Red Wings team tomorrow night at six o'clock. The Red Wings got out of the gates hot first month. They were like one of the feel good stories, right? Like, whoa, yeah. are they back? Are yeah. they and then they they've hit hard times. I think they've lost eight of ten, so maybe the predators can cash in on that tomorrow night up Man, in Detroit.
3: Too bad the uh the Predators can't play the Pistons instead. No
2: kidding. Wouldn't that be nice? That would be nice. Because um if you haven't heard They can't
3: even play them in basketball.
2: The Pistons got off to a two and one start this season. <laughs> and then they lost twenty seven in a row. Jeez.
3: Which is a record.
2: They're they're a hot, hot. Hot mess, to say the
3: least. go will try it again tonight on the road. Let me state the obvious: <laughs> on the road against the Boston Celtics tonight. Don't think the streak's going to end tonight. Boston Celtics a perfect fourteen and zero at home. Yeah, like I said, don't think the st- don't think it's going to get snapped tonight. If you want to make a little money, you know, tr- try. You know, if you want to, if you want to get a moonshot, you know, you put some money on the Pistons. Hey, and you'll
2: get great odds.
3: Great odds on that one. Dude,
2: money line on the Pistons, you're going to get <laughs> you fantastic. You never, know. never just, know. Just put a little scratch on it. and. You know, never know. It'll pay off
3: dearly. If never it hits. know. Because <laughs> that, that, if you're going to put something, if you're going to go for it, go for it to me. <laughs> so, I mean, I wouldn't do it, but you know, I'm just saying.
2: All right, let's come back and talk to the big cheese of the Sports Council. Let's talk to Scott Ramsey. And talk to him next here on the McFarland Show, Nashville Sports Radio.
3: Attention high school
6: sports fans. Are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Tennessee needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com.
1: Granger presents The Ones Who Get It Done. As the college football season progresses, the excitement continues to grow with packed stadiums and cheering crowds. Each team still dreams of winning the College Football National Championship, but come January 1st, only four teams will remain in contention. The question is, will Georgia be one of the four and can they pull off another championship for a three-peat? Only time will tell. The Ones Who Get It Done has been sponsored by Granger. Call, click Granger.com or just stop on By. Say, for the ones who get it done, Granger is offering high quality supplies and solutions for every single industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and the experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people even safer. So, call, click, Granger.com, or just stop on by Granger.com.
8: The TSU Tigers men's basketball team of fifth-year coach Penny Collins are coming off a top-three OVC finish last season and looking for much more this season. Led by preseason all-conference guards Marcus Fitzgerald and Kenyon Hodges, the Tigers face an impressive non-conference schedule that includes Oregon, Lipscomb, Austin Peay, Indiana State, and Liberty and tip-off league play on December 28th at Gentry Center versus UT Martin. Hello, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson on all the games this season right here on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR
7: you're listening to the mcfarland show live on wnsr nashville sports radio
2: indeed you are rolling along on this thursday afternoon darren and justin live in the strike and Spare family fun center studio we'll head to houston to be in the second hour we'll talk to the texans play-by-play man mark vandermeer as the titans hit the road for the final time this season let's say hello and good afternoon to the big cheese president and CEO is a lot more official than National sports council. And he is Scott Ramsey. Scott, how we doing?
9: I'm good, Darren. How are you
2: doing? Fantastic. 26th annual TransPerfect music city bowl. Can you believe, do you remember this time 26 years ago?
9: <laughs> Absolutely. I do. It'll be something I never forget. Uh, and uh, i'm glad uh, we're we're not going to face that issue this year so it was uh, it was quite the uh, educational um, whirlwind if you will in, in all fronts from weather to uh operational challenges to uh just being the first time of doing a major event it was uh, it was something that i think we need a couple hours to talk about if we're going to unpeel unwrap that one again
2: well, there'll be a there'll be a, a documentary one day, and you'll be front and center <laughs> to tell your story, and then we can all gather around the campfire. I remember it well too. It was at Vanderbilt, and it was Alabama and mm-hmm. Virginia Tech, mm-hmm. and I remember at some point in the game it got messy weather-wise. And mm. it, uh...
9: You know, it, the day started out at sixty. Right, it was one of those that's right Nashville days where we had four seasons <laughs> in twelve hours, and by the time kickoff got there. It was sideways freezing <laughs> rain. Uh we had uh I, I won't mention his name, but multi time Grammy Award winning guitarist playing the, the anthem and his his uh strings got frozen, he got lost. We uh we had frozen uh bleachers we were trying to the volunteers were chipping away uh ice off that and we had lights go out on one side of the field during warm ups. Uh it, it was um yeah i I'm ready to kind of turn the page into
2: this year <laughs> sorry okay we'll move we'll move on <laughs> It did happen, and what's crazy is the two of us and now I mean the three of us we know you, but the two of us also remember it well too mm-hmm. uh, so um it's it's crazy how this is all morphed into to what it is today and and here we so I guess let me just start with the obvious since we haven't spoken with you um since all this, ha- are you, are you pleased with with it being Auburn and Maryland pleased with the selection?
9: Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I think, you know, I, I, I think first and foremost, you're pleased to have the sec in the big 10 mm-hmm. and, and anytime you kind of move through the selection process and, you know, the process is dictated on not just the, the final CFP poll, but wins and losses and all kinds of twists and turns of the season. Um, you know, a lot of things you can't control and, you know, the things we could control, I think we're we're really excited. I, I think any time that we can expose our city to a new fan base, like we are this year with Maryland, it's an opportunity for us. Um, and then certainly one to bring back a fan base that, uh, while it's only the third time in 26 years we've had Auburn, really likes to come to Nashville. We enjoy having them, um, and uh, they're going to have a lot of people in the stands tomorrow. But at the same time, a chance to kind of welcome Maryland and, and really develop some some new relationships with with one of the the Big Ten teams that uh, uh, hopefully we'll be uh, partnering with for for many years ahead.
2: You know, I my meeting Taylor Swift, uh, I'll always remember you and your bowl game because that's that's where it <laughs> happened, uh, Scott. I've told the story many times over the years. Uh, I, th- I don't remember the exact year. I think it was Kentucky and Clemson, and. It was uh probably around, I don't know, Scott, oh six, oh seven. It's irrelevant. So oh yep. five, oh six, oh yep. seven, somewhere in there.
10: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh this is a previous stop, and I was doing the show and I did the first hour. We we're an afternoon drive. I did the first mm-hmm. hour by myself, and we were at the Wild Horse, and it was in lieu of getting ready for the, you know, the, the battle of the bands. So, you know, the battle of the marching bands, which yep. by the way will be tomorrow night, right? On right. on right. Uh, First and Second Avenue, which you've always yep. done. Great yep. event. And I, I was setting up and it was right before I was probably about five, 10 minutes where I went on the air. And this young lady came up to me and said, hello, hi, um, I'm here for the interview. And I'm like the interview. And I, I knew what I had planned that, that for that first hour. And I'm like, ah, sorry. Um, it, this is a, this is a sports station. This is a sports show, uh, interview. You know, I could kind of tell what she was and, you know, she's looked like a musician. And I said, you know, our, our, country station is in in the back end of of wild horse is that maybe where you need to be and she's like yeah i think so thank you you know and she she walked away very polite i had no clue who she was i went to the bathroom real quick before uh we started before i started the show and there was a huge banner of the girl that i just talked to and i called my then girlfriend who's now my wife and we've been together almost 20 years and i said hey do you know what Anybody named Taylor Swift? And she said, yeah, she's up and comer. you know." So, yeah, I'm fully aware of her. She's, she's starting to get kind of big. And I said, oh, well, I just met her by accident. She thought she was supposed to come on the show. She was supposed to go on the, the country station. She's like, yeah, yeah, no, she's, she's she's yeah, future's probably pretty bright for her. But that's my, that's my Taylor Swift, all of 30 seconds.
9: All because of the bowl
2: game. And it was all, that's the whole point of the story, Scott. It was all because of your bowl game. And I met Taylor Swift.
9: Well, you know, uh, you never know, Darren, you just <laughs> never know. <laughs> you know, there, there, there is, I, I, you and know, I, I mean, we, we've, we've known each other a long time and, and through all the stuff just in Nashville that I've been blessed to be a part of on the sports council, the bowl, you know, it, it would be fun one day to kind of go back and try to remember some of the, the incidences like that, that, uh, where sports and entertainment have really kind of melded in our city, and uh, you know, it's been it's pretty pretty neat sometimes to kind of reflect back, and uh, you know, at the same time, it's it's fun to kind of look forward. I think from what we've built, um, you know, as a sports city, to now start thinking about in four years to having a covered stadium and being able to possibly host some of the biggest sporting events in the United States and the world. I mean, that was that was a you know, kind of a laugh off wish joke. Uh, that we all said to ourselves, you know, 30 years ago and, and now it's going to be something that's very real. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a, been a pretty incredible, uh, transformation in our city.
2: How much do you anticipate next year's change the 12 team playoffs uh, affecting you or how does that work with, with what you do and the other bowl games?
9: Yeah, you know, I, I've been asked that a lot. and I, I wish I had a really great radio, quick thirty second answer. Um, it, it, it's complex. Um, you know, we, we're in the middle of a six year contract cycle. All, all bowls are, um, and so this is year four. So years five and six, when we did the deal five years ago, a we didn't have COVID. B we we didn't have a new stadium coming on board. B, C we didn't have uh, the Big Ten SEC expanding the thirty four teams from their current twenty eight. And then, and then the last thing is we didn't have a new uh, playoff model that was going to be introduced during that contract cycle when we signed things. So from that standpoint, Darren, it, it, I think we as a city in Nashville are maybe better prepared than most because I, I think we've got a, a destination that hopefully will allow us to kind of bridge these next two years. And I say two years because in 2026 when the, when every, the slate gets clean, and they've got a new media rights deal and the new the new uh, CFPs out there. Um, then we'll be able to kind of maybe see what the bowl system and postseason college football looks like. But for the next two years, I, I, I really feel like it's going to be somewhat unchanged from our side. Um, I, it's, it's obviously going to be different. There's going to be first-round games in December. There's going to be more teams in the SEC, more teams in the Big Ten. Um, but I, I think the next two years are going to be kind of – that bridge into maybe us really thinking about what postseason looks like holistically and then where does Nashville fit into that. And I don't know that yet either because I just don't know what our opportunities are going to be to bid on. We're certainly going to chase things, as you know. Uh, We're not going to be shy about going after events. I just don't know what those events are that we can go after yet.
3: How important is it for you to get new teams into the bowl like Maryland? Maryland has not been here before. Uh, we know Auburn has but how important is it to mix in new opponents for the bowl
9: yeah I I, I think it's important because as much as uh, you know the the world has turned electronic it's still a relationship industry and you know I I just had lunch with Damon Evans the AD at at Maryland who I got to know uh, when he was uh, he was at Georgia you know 20 years ago and we were chasing everything in the SEC, and, and, and Damon was the number two guy at, at Georgia and, and working on it. So, I mean, the relationship piece within the, the, the decision making group is still very important. So, I think anytime you can host an, a new set of administrators, schools, leadership, um, you know, influencers, if you will, within the decision making group, and a fan base, it's important. I think this year is a good balance for us because we've got a fan base that's very familiar with Nashville. It's going to do really well in attendance. And then we've got one that's new, farther away, a longer trip, and you're just not naturally going to bring as many people. So it's a nice balance that we're still going to have a great crowd on Saturday. I expect this to be over 50,000, which is going to be really solid nice. in today's world. And at the same time, you know, be able to start a new relationship with Maryland that we haven't hosted yet. But it is our thirty-first team that we've hosted there, and then in twenty-six mm-hmm. years, so that's pretty incredible, really, if you think about it.
3: Scott, you and I have talked over the years about trying to get a number of events here, uh, and that includes the elusive Super Bowl. That uh, it, you know, and, and listen, you and Butch and Mayor O'Connell can be as coy as you guys want to about it. But the minute this deal was signed, the Super Bowl is coming here, um, and <laughs> you know, it, it's you know, and I understand. I've been talking, I, I've been talking to y'all. I, I, get, I get it. <laughs> I yeah. get it. I get it. I understand. We can't We can't get too far in front of the horse. I, I understand. I'll get out in front of it for you. The Super Bowl is coming here. Um, but now you guys have been working now, and the Dome is coming. And I imagine the Dome may change the way you're looking at not just the game, but many other events that can come here. We spoke with a gentleman in Indianapolis a few months ago who told us about the NCAA swimming season tournament yeah. that comes to lucas oil field and to be honest scott i've been here 25 years i have never ever crossed my mind that something like that <laughs> could be to nashville
9: yeah it, it's um it's something that that i i will say we've been very uh, proactive in thinking about how we kind of build out that first seven to ten years of the new facility And we've done a lot of work on it uh, behind the scenes, on thinking about making sure that, A, our city is well-represented, too, we're we're sequencing events and chasing events uh, that really fit. Um, And and I say that fit by there's a lot of aspects that go in. As you look at some of the largest sporting events in the United States or world, when you talk about Super Bowl, it's just not having a new stadium. It's 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 lining up fifteen or twenty thousand hotel rooms during that same period of time. It's taking the convention center offline for ten days or two weeks. It's it's every hospitality facility you can imagine that you need for corporate and other entertainment areas. It's a build out. It's fundraising. It's it it, it is a three and four year kind of planning cycle at, at a massive level. Security, public works, downtown, um, you know, road closures, transportation, volunteers. So. You know, you think about that. You you want to make sure that you're you're not creating city fatigue, or the ability to have a stumble because you're stacking those too quickly on each other. That takes so many resources, both manpower and financial. So I think one of the things we've really been doing and, and really thinking about proactively is, hey, what's that first five to ten years look like? And certainly, there's some. There's some bell cow events that, 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 you know, the college football championship game, the Super Bowl, Men's Final Four, WrestleMania. I mean, there's there's some that just kind of fit. And you think, hey, if we can fit it in and make it work and we can make all these resources available, we should have a good opportunity to see it come through one cycle. Well, we want it to come through multiple cycles in 20, 25, 30 years. So to do that, you've got to make sure you really execute well. So I, 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 settled, I, I know I talked in circles there. No, no, no. But it, it, it's it it's it's sequentially thinking about being ready and then at the right time when we can officially start chasing those events being ready to to really push the the gas pedal and 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 get those when in the years that we think really fit right in our city
3: you know one of the cool things about the music city bowl that i can remember is now looking at it and realizing that you got to see some guys who went on to become uh, members of you know probably members of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Eli Manning comes to mind as I you know sat there at Nissan Stadium and and watched him and Deuce McAllister and Ole Miss at one point. Uh, you know the the and win a game against uh, West Virginia, I believe was that year. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know I'm sure you can think of a few other players like who who jumps to mind. As far as people, you go, wow, I can't believe we had that guy here for a game who went on to do something. Does anybody jump to mind for you?
9: Oh, well, I, A couple games jump out, but it's funny you say that because uh, uh, one of the assistant coaches at Maryland is Kevin Sumlin, who was the head coach at, at Texas A&M the year we had A&M. and They had just come into the SEC. They just finished a Johnny Manziel uh, whirlwind. and if you remember they played Louisville and Lamar Alexander that year and, uh, or Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Jackson. Or, <laughs> Alexander. Went back to the <laughs> um, Let's say that's a, that's a different, I'm number. I'm, a little, I'm, a, I'm a little scrambled eggs here this week, but, uh, um, anyway, so you had the, one of the most unbelievable athletes you'll ever see. And at the same time, you know, Kevin was saying, we had a pretty good defensive end named Miles Garrett on that side too. yeah, And, uh, and he said that Miles said uh, after the first couple series, and Kevin said all I saw was uh, Lamar run by me and uh, create wind wind shear on my jacket. <laughs> that Miles said that dude's at a different level, <laughs> and so that one probably sticks out. But also, I think the Notre Dame LSU game, um, uh, Leonard Leonard Fournette just just seemed to be incredible among a team that that seemed to be very equal in size and ability but he really seemed to stand out but yeah we've had some not just great players but some great coaches and chance to have bobby bowden here and um you know just a lot of things i saw cadillac williams who's uh, obviously mm-hmm. on the staff at auburn mm-hmm. and the the 03 team you know he was rattling off ronnie brown jason campbell carlos mm-hmm. dansby carlos rogers i mean You know, some guys that that just pretty incredible that year and uh, playing in Wisconsin. So, yeah, we've been fortunate to to have some great college uh, athletes and football players in the game and and some great events.
2: Now that, you know, you've rattled the brain of the crazy moments and sitting (laughs) down, man, we could go on. We could do a whole show with you, Scott, (laughs) of just – the, the North well, that's Carolina. What he said you
3: need two hours. The he North said that Carolina in the first Tennessee. couple of minutes, Darren. That's what he said.
2: I know. Derek Dooley, that craziness. I remember yeah, being down the yeah. sidelines. We could go on on. It's crazy. Well, that
9: that's. Yeah, it, 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 that one was really weird, Darren, to be honest with you, because I, I still, that's a mass I've ever been an official because he said game over and they left. Oh, I remember know, that. After oh, man. 9/11, you just can't let people back in a facility without going through mags and, and all that. And people left and then they came back and said, no, we're going to under review. Well, half the stadium had left yeah. and then half the stadium wanted to get back in and we couldn't let them back in. And oh, that was a, uh, that was uncomfortable operationally. I
2: can imagine. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. Like I said, I was down on the field at that point. Um, and yeah. you know, we, we, just thought we'd be down there for a couple of minutes and,
3: the next thing you know, the game went on for, like, another 30 minutes. <laughs> it was great. You, you know, Scott, I was able to wow my coworkers to Fox 17 a couple of years ago because I— found this nugget that no one else had discovered about that involves the Music City Bowl. When Malik Willis was drafted by the Titans, I said to myself, you know, this is not the first time Malik Willis has played at Nissan Stadium. Everybody looks at me like, when would he have played at Nissan Stadium? (laughs) He went to Liberty, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, oh, that's what you think. Uh, And I was able to pull up video of Malik Willis while at (laughs) Auburn. Playing yeah. in the Music City Bowl. Uh, and of course, now he's on the roster. I mean, and, and things like that just come, you know, full circle uh, with the game. So you just never know what you're watching when you're out well,
9: there. Well, Aaron, if you remember the uh, that Tennessee, North Carolina game, uh, created the 10 second runoff rule. Yes. That we have yes. Now. That's yeah, correct. It's instrumental. It's so that that is absolutely yeah.
3: correct. Yes. yes. Yeah.
2: Golly, that's. See what I mean? Sorry, I didn't mean to go down that that's rabbit real. hole again. Uh, Scott. <laughs> You're really nice to do this uh, this week. I know it's it's insane for you right now and it's Thursday and the game is Saturday afternoon, but it's guys like you and Butch Spiridon, by the way who's been on the show a lot, you know, one day when that documentary is made, people will realize like how instrumental you guys were in in bringing the you know the events that we've had and the, these types of stories uh for our city and how this market has changed, but I know that's a long ways down the road, but, uh, thanks for all you do. And, uh, really appreciate it. And I'm going to take my son to the game. I'm actually looking forward to sitting in the stands for the, for this game. So, um, Oh,
9: well, great. Yeah. I appreciate you having me on and saying that, Darren. I, we, we just got a special city in the community. And, uh, I think that's uh, the real star of the, the conversation. And, uh, you know, people love coming here. Uh, the Maryland people are just having a blast and, uh, uh they've been great to work with. And, um, we're looking forward to uh, to a great game on Saturday.
2: No doubt. Uh, Scott, thank you so much. We'll see you on Saturday.
9: All right, guys. See you later. Thanks. Scott
2: Ramsey, president and CEO of the Nashville Sports Council, the Trans Perfect Music City Bowl, Auburn and Maryland. Kickoff is 1 p.m. on Saturday, December 30th. I've done a, a lot of those games in the press box. In fact, I've done the PA. Many, many, oh. many years press box PA. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. For the Music City Bowl, I've done
3: stats I did not for, know you've many, done many, for many, 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 many years. That's cool.
2: Yeah, for the Music City Bowl. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is going to be the first—no, it's not. It's not the first time. But every once in a while, I like to get out in the stands and just sit. Yeah, yeah. And be it you know, just be a fan. Yeah, soak it all in yeah. rather than in the press box. In, so, the,
3: in the press box. I'm going to do that all right, on very Saturday. Very cool. That's so, very cool. Yeah,
2: appreciate Scott Ramsey. For joining us, we're wide open the rest of the hour. If you want to get involved, 615 844 5600 is how you do that. as You listen to the McFarland show, Nashville Sports Radio.
5: In a single moment, everything can change.
1: When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it's shown a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, With youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR and become a lifesaver today.
11: We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, 50000 or 500000 we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids, no matter where you are. Call now. 800-617-0239. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at tra.com or call 800-617-0239. That's 800-617-0239. Tax Relief Advocates. Real solutions
0: for real people. This is the Greg Vogue and John Burton Show.
8: 17-1 in SEC
0: play. And win the SEC tournament. They would still get left
12: out if they didn't win the SEC
13: tournament. You're it, right. It's if over. they got to the championship game and lost in triple overtime, they'd it
14: still be over. out. They're, playing, they're <laughs> playing for the NIT. It's sad that we're talking about this. It's not even
0: Christmas. We already know the fate of Vanderbilt right. basketball. Greg Vogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio.
8: Your exclusive National Sports Radio WNSR Sky Scan Forecast. For this afternoon, we'll have time to clouds and sun with a slight chance for a shower, high temperature 44. Clouds and a rain or snow shower tonight, low 32. Rain and snow likely Friday, high 40. Utilizing the resources of the Motherbug Network, Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi.
5: Sports Radio WNSR.
7: Honest opinions, genuine conversations, The McFarland Show.
2: 615 844 5600. As we wind down 2023, we'll have one more show tomorrow before we call it a year. And then we'll be off on Monday. Okay. Because uh, Monday's going to be, by the way, a big day for sports. Yes, it is, uh, including
3: the playoff games. Yeah, the playoff games happening out there for uh, college football uh, happening coming up here on Monday: Washington v Texas, and then of course
2: the the bigan,
3: the biggin, Alabama v Michigan. So here's my early thoughts
2: because we haven't really talked about this a lot, and we will tomorrow. We do the McFarland six pack of picks. Everybody is going to pick Alabama, right? Mm, Everybody's going to. Pick. Okay, I feel like okay. I feel like every you hear everybody and they're like, like I've not been listening first to everybody of all, yet so first of all, I, I I don't, I don't think Jim
3: Harbaugh's won a bowl
2: game at Michigan. Well, let's go check on
3: that. I don't think he's won a bowl game. I, you are probably right, but then again, you know, he's under some he's been under some difficult bowl circumstances, I think. Um, you know, while there. So, they've normally been in the playoff for Kind of been at a disadvantage, you know, playing some some high pollutant team typically when they get there. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'll take a look at it. We'll we'll take a look at it here. We'll see what they do.
2: So I'm just wondering. By the way, there's a lot of rumors that you know, the Chargers are going to go hot and heavy. Oh, for whatever. Jim Harbaugh, whatever. The Bears are going to go hot and heavy for Jim Harbaugh. No, the
3: Bears have a coach.
2: Well, I'm just saying. Doesn't mean that they can't relieve the sure, coach of his sure. duties. Do they currently? Yes. But, but there's going to be some NFL teams that are going to go hot and heavy. I don't have a clue what. I don't pretend to know what Jim Harbaugh is thinking. Jim Harbaugh <laughs> is a weirdo. Jim Harbaugh is just about 84 cents short of a dollar. <laughs> you know, he's just, but he's a heck of a football coach. We know that. He was really good player too I watched him
3: by the way Michigan has not won a bowl game Darren are you ready mm-hmm. since January the 1st of 2016 that was the last time they won a bowl game they won the Citrus Bowl over Michigan so that's seven years ago Wait minute,
2: they won the what
3: the Citrus Bowl over who uh, <laughs> you said see. Michigan over Michigan <laughs> like, well, you
2: don't get it. you don't get to it for a win if you beat yourself
3: Florida excuse okay. me okay Florida. They beat Florida forty-one to seven. Since then, they've lost to Florida State, South Carolina, Florida, Bama, Georgia, TCU. So they haven't
2: won on his watch.
3: No. Hmm.
2: I just feel like most people are picking Bama. And, and look, and on the other side, <laughs> right? It's like Nick Saban and games, bowl games that matter. Uh, let's yeah. see. Huh. Yeah. Huh? Now
3: they're real good with that. Let's
2: see. Who, three weeks who's, to prepare. Been good, who's been yeah. pretty
3: good about that? That's what's over been the is him hmm. in three weeks to prepare. Jeez.
2: Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So I just feel like, and so I do wonder, is this, we need, we need Michigan from the borough to call in today or tomorrow and see if he's got good vibes or bad vibes. Remember oh, yeah. the call, the infamous call last year where he called in and was like, oh, I got a bad mm. feeling about this game against TCU. And I was like, what?
3: TCU?
2: Michigan. Dude, relax.
3: Well, Have no, a glass relax. of
2: champagne. You, mm. you got nothing to worry about, bro.
3: He's got plenty. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops.
2: My, my bad. Well. Guess, I guess maybe you're... Your gut feelings were, were on to something because we know what happened. The, so I wonder what his feeling they is They can't score. This.
3: That's the, listen, listen to these scores here real quick before we move on to our callers. As I look through the last few bowl games for Michigan, uh, of course, they lost to TCU last year 51-45, to 45, so they scored 45. That's great. The year before, they played in the Orange Bowl against Georgia. Final score, Georgia 34, Michigan 11. The year before that, they played Alabama. In the Citrus Bowl, Alabama thirty-five, Michigan sixteen. The year before that, the Peach Bowl, they played Florida. Florida forty-one, Michigan fifteen. Mm. See, see a theme here. They they can't score points, it would seem, against SEC teams.
2: And they can't slow down SEC teams. That's no. the bigger point.
3: Nah, yeah, that's the, the other bigger problem.
2: point is they haven't been able to slow down SEC teams.
3: So. Last time they had a ghost of a chance, you know, they held South Carolina 26 to 19, but they lost. Yeah.
2: Let's go to Tony in Nolansville.
3: Tony, what's up? Good afternoon, guys. Good afternoon. Uh,
12: it'll be next year when I talk to y'all again, apparently.
3: Uh, so. Well, you Why, can call tomorrow. You, we'll be here, Tony. Yeah.
2: But if you're partying, y'all are going to
3: be there tomorrow. Yeah. Yes.
12: Yeah.
2: We canceled. Okay, I we canceled the party.
12: You were not so.
2: Well, well, that's good. Then I, I might did.
12: holler at you tomorrow. Yeah, we'll yeah. be
2: here. We'll be here. Sober and everything.
12: Guys, I probably attended. One, I know one of the lowest scoring bowl games ever. If maybe not the least, the the, the fewest points scored in a bowl game in the last forty years. This January, January first. 40 years ago, I attended the Auburn-Michigan Sugar Bowl, 1984, Mm. 40 years ago. Final score, Auburn 9, Michigan 7. Auburn kicked three field goats, Aldell Greco. And so, you know, it goes back many years where Michigan – has not
2: scored many points, if you ask me. <laughs> so, Tony wanted to take your numbers and just go on and tack on about 30-something 30, 30 more years to that.
12: <laughs> <laughs> I, and I did. I saw a good yeah. defensive uh, battle that day.
3: Yeah, good, I see I battle. see it here, Tony. I see it in the box score. Yes, sir. January the uh, 2nd, actually. January the 2nd, 1984.
12: Yes, sir, and that was actually the year Auburn was – you're talking about a team that I thought got ripped out of a national championship was that year. Miami had beaten Nebraska. Auburn went in the game ranked third. Nebraska was, uh, I think, fourth or fifth, uh, something about that, somewhere. And they – Miami was fourth or fifth, or maybe even down the ladder, and they knocked off Nebraska.
2: Well, let me just and say, Auburn one, fans will call in and to give Miami, you. Miami
12: number two. Yeah, Do what?
2: Al- Auburn fans will call in and give you other examples where they felt like they got ripped. Okay. Yeah, that's,
12: that's <laughs> true. But that was one that <laughs> really was uh, the Pat die that uh, they got away from them. But uh, anyway, uh, and that same year, guys, was the year, I think I called in before on this, maybe I didn't, uh, where Auburn, at so, last Maryland. time they played yes. Maryland. Boomer signs bo 1983 yes, sir. and uh, had the three running backs, Jackson, Little Train Lionel James as he was nicknamed, and uh, Tommy H all to go over a uh, 100-yard Tommy H I think had 200 yards or so that day. And Boomer threw for like 350. So uh, that was a great year and a lot of a lot of fun memories of that. Uh You guys were touching on yesterday. You're uh, on the top 10 in the NFL. Yes, sir. This is something that y'all alluded to it a couple of times, and me and my buddies, uh, breakfast buddies, we kick us around a lot. Y'all don't tell me if I'm wrong on this. It seems there's not really been one clear-cut team to really jump out there and lead the NFL all year. You've had – the Miami to do well, you've had, of course, the Ravens are hot now, and you've had the 49ers, you've had the Lions. But nobody has really separated themselves as of yet, and we're going into the 16th game, which normally would be the end of a normal regular season two or three years ago.
2: Tony, Tony,
12: so, Tony, Tony. Am I right on that, Tony. or what do y'all think?
2: We got, hey, we got to go. We appreciate the phone oh, call. Okay. We will be here tomorrow, and we're going to touch on it, okay?
12: All right, buddy. Thank you. Thank you, Thank Tony.
2: You. Um, it's, it's a real easy answer. It's called the National Football League, and that's why we do a top ten. I'm not trying to be a smart aleck. It's why we do it every week. Tell me, how many times every year is there a clear cut in the NFL?
3: Almost Never.
2: They, the Patriots, the year they went undefeated in the regular yeah. season, they were a clear cut. Well,
3: they have. A clear, I guess we have favorites a little bit, but typically there's a couple of thirteen and three teams, or uh, right. you know, fourteen and but, two.
2: But we could look at them that thirteen and three team. But they don't always and win they have the Super Bowl, warts. though. No, right, and they have warts. They're like, yeah, but what about those those yeah. three games where they won on the last second field goal that they had no business winning, and you know they could have easily lost that game, and they would have been ten and six, right? Yeah, it, it's it's. It's very rare that you look in the NFL again. The Patriots. Ha, tell me, how many times do you do we go in with clear cut, clear cut where you go, no warts, no injuries. They're the team to
3: beat. Uh, Hardly doesn't, ever. Doesn't happen a whole lot. Yeah, it
2: doesn't happen very
3: often. The Chiefs have been pretty good as of late, but you know,
2: uh, go look at the Chiefs by the, go look at the Chiefs seasons. I mean.
3: Well, they ended up being number one seeds more times than not. You know that's why Patrick yeah, Holmes has never the... he's never played. A, you know right. a, a road True. playoff game. True. Um, you know they've always been at home, but you know it, it doesn't it doesn't mean that that it doesn't happen. Um, you know it's you're right. We've not had you know some clear cut guys, but that's what makes the NFL the NFL is the fact that number six seeds and now seven seeds have every single opportunity to go out there and beat whoever it is every single week. The Titans have been the
2: number one seed twice since they've been here in our market. Yes. And they have not won a playoff game being the number one seed. No. In the AFC. That is correct. Haven't won a playoff game. That is correct. Twice. That is correct. Take our final break. Come back. Wrap up the first hour next.
15: And now Paramount Roofing and Exteriors is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways. Keep an eye out for kids at play and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by Paramount Roofing and Exteriors, serving Middle Tennessee. For all your roofing and exterior needs, give the pros a call today at 615-635-1790. 615-635-1790. That's Paramount Roofing and Exteriors, LLC. Going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care.
10: Your brain is an amazing thing, but as you get older, it naturally begins to change causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. Based on a clinical study of subgroups of individuals who are cognitively normal or mildly impaired, Prevagen has been shown to improve memory.
2: 800-462-3333. That's eight hundred four six two thirty three thirty three. 462 3333 462 3333
15: Grind into the new year. Catch Ja, Jaron, Dez,
7: and your Memphis Grizzlies as
15: they take on the Sacramento Kings this Sunday at 7 p.m. Get ready to celebrate a new year and a star-studded show. Secure your tickets for the Grizzlies New Year's Eve game by visiting grizzlies.com. Give the gift of Grizz this holiday season with a six-game holiday pack. The best prices on the season's best matchups, including the Lakers, Clippers, and more. Holiday packs starting at just $30 per game. Visit grizzlies.com slash packs for more information.
7: Text the Strike and Spare studio now at 615-844-5600. You're listening to The McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane.
2: 615-844-5600. We'll go to Houston. We'll talk to Texans play-by-play man Mark Vandermeer. This is one of the few times that I wish our cameras were on and our mics were on during a break. This is I, one of the few times I took
4: my orange off just for you, so you would be too. Fuzzy. Typically,
2: we don't ever want <laughs> oh, our breaks to be aired or seen. No, no. But this may classified have been classified information. This may have been one I wouldn't have minded it. Mm. <laughs> mm. The rabbit holes we went down, mm. and then the oh by the ways as mm. the mics were coming mm. off. <laughs> And that's like what what
4: what that's for the next time. What? <laughs> what? No. What, what what what? What do you I, I don't understand. Well, I think it was sometimes we ramble so we could just ramble all that, you know.
2: Oh, oh we just could ramble on. <laughs> get you on. Get,
4: a, get a book too? <laughs> no, okay. That might be in the future. All right. this, this is a sports
2: talk show. So it works better when we're talking. <laughs> 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 okay, um, I don't even know where I'm going. Where were you going? I don't even know. You typically now. were going somewhere. Like we're
10: so,
4: so, I got we got We got ninety we're seconds. So where you want to go? You got ninety
3: seconds.
4: <laughs> Do you feel hyped about this Maryland Auburn game enough to go to it? Instead, I, 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 I will say this:
2: I am pleasantly uh, pleased and happy, and I'm not surprised. Look, when you watch these bowl games, I'll, most of them. You can count the people while you're watching it. You're like, one, two. I see somebody up there. There's Mm -hmm. three. The Music City Bowl, now it's the TransPerfect Music City Bowl, Mm -hmm. has always drawn well. It really has always drawn well. Not, you know, some years less than others. Yeah. But I've been to enough of them. I haven't been to all. This is going to be number 26. Of the 25, I don't know. I've been to... Sixteen plus. I don't know the exact number. Probably closer to twenty. I think it's just probably twenty.
3: I've been about ten to twelve, but not not as many. Somewhere between sixteen and twenty of them.
2: They always draw one well. for Scott Ramsey to say that he thinks they're going to have over fifty thousand for Auburn and Maryland, and Maryland's star quarterback isn't playing. He's
3: not playing. I'm I'm you know I'm, that's great. I'm excited to see new blood. I'm excited to see a new team in town. That's great. New fan base, new blood, new people. All of that is fantastic. I'm excited Time something new comes to town. And Maryland is new yeah. for the bull. That's true. All
2: right, we'll come back and go to Houston. We'll talk to Mark Vandermeer, and we'll do that next. As you listen to the McFarland Show, Nashville Sports Radio.
0: 560 AM, 95.9 FM, Brentwood, Nashville. 107.9 FM, Smyrna. Nashville's first 24-hour sports station. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio.
13: ABC News, I'm Richard Cantu. Republican presidential wannabe Nikki Haley getting some attention with comments on the Civil War. At an appearance in New Hampshire, she was asked what caused the war between the states.
11: I think the cause of the Civil War was basically how government was going to run, the freedoms and what people could and couldn't do.
13: She never once mentioned slavery except to respond to the questioner.
11: What do you want me to say about slavery?
13: President Biden hit social media later to declare it was about slavery. Secretary of State Blinken and Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas met with Mexico's president on the Migrants marching toward the U.S. border. Mallorca's calling to sit down very productive. The Supreme Court of Michigan is keeping Donald Trump on the state's Republican primary ballot next year. The court declining to take up a challenge to his eligibility over his attempts to overthrow the 2020 election outcome. There are similar challenges underway in a number of other states. This is ABC News.
0: Patrick was way behind on his IRS taxes. I was in
13: way over my head. The total amount ended up being somewhere just over $30,000. $30,000.
7: Then, the IRS came to collect.
13: Started getting letter after letter. A lien had been filed against me. They were going to basically, like, hang me completely out to dry. He had to do something. That's when I reached out to Optima Tax Relief.
0: Patrick's life quickly got a lot easier. It was
13: very easy. Pretty much hands off, you know. They picked up the ball and ran with it. And how'd it go? I couldn't believe it. I had to ask, like, two or three times. I saved an incredible amount of money.
0: How does Patrick feel about Optima?
13: Couldn't be happier. They definitely helped me. Optima Tax Relief, the best place to call. They're the best in the business.
0: Do what Patrick did and call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800 343 6460. 800 343 6460. 800 343 6460. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. WNSR. Nashville
15: Sports Radio. In Tennessee, 967,430 people struggle with hunger and 295,570 of them are children. That's one in seven who struggle with hunger, and one in five are children. People who are hungry are not necessarily living on the streets. They may be in your child's classroom, in your neighborhood, or just down the street. In addition, many of these people live in food deserts, which are areas more than 10 miles from the nearest grocery store. Often there are limited resources to get food and the only option is fast food or convenience markets. While processed food may help with hunger pangs, it provides little to no nutrition. What began in 2008 as a dream to buy land, grow food, and give it away has recently developed into a way to serve and impact more individuals in the community. God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much. By Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale. Visit ByFaithFarm.com to get involved. That's ByFaithFarm.com.
0: You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Go me the money! Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615 844 5600. 615 844 5600. Call or text, same number. Alrighty then. Now, The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Rolling along on this
2: Thursday afternoon. Karen and Justin live in the Strikers Bear Family Fun Center studio. Don't forget, every day you can watch our show on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Let's head down to Houston. Final road game this season for the Titans as they head down to take on the Texans and their fine play-by-play voice, Mark Vandermeer, is on the line with us. Mark, how we doing?
14: What's up, guys? How's it going?
2: We're trying to figure out, because we've had a variety of phone calls this week of Just people's, you know, trying to figure out how are we supposed to feel about do you want the team to win, do you not want the team to win when you're in this position? You're not playing for anything. Yes, it's a division foe, but there's a lot of fans that keep calling in going, I don't want them to win. They want a higher draft pick. Uh, You know, it's every market's dealt with this, right? Very few markets in the NFL uh, make it to the playoffs every single year. So you have these discussions every once in a while. And quite honestly, Mark, we don't know what to tell them because I do see both sides.
14: Well, we just went through this last year right. with this organization. Final game of the regular season – You're playing the Colts. If you lose, you get the number one overall pick, which everybody wanted at the time. And by everybody, I mean fandom or whoever else. Sure. And then they find a way to pull it out in dramatic, miraculous fashion. Fourth and 20, Davis Mills heaves a ball to the end zone. Should have been picked off, but it was caught for a TD. They go for two, make it. And by the way, going for two is not Lovey Smith trying to stick it to the Texans. He just wanted to end the game right there either way. Uh, if you keep playing by kicking the extra point, you have just as much of a chance to win. Anyway, they lost the game, but it got them C.J. Stroud, so it all worked out. So try to win. That's what I say, but for the Titans, this is just my take, gentlemen, that, you got to play Will Levis, even if you thought Ryan Tannehill gives you your best chance to win. You need to see what you have with your young quarterback, so you know what you need to do in the offseason at that position and with other young player positions. So I think uh, you try to win, but you try to win with the players you're trying to develop and look at.
2: Uh, is Has this season been a surprise? Has it been faster moving than you guys thought? Did you think maybe it was going to be slower to build this thing back up because obviously I'll just tell you right now here in Nashville, anybody that tells you that, you know, everybody was predicting the Texans would be at the bottom of this division. We know it's going to be the Titans. It's not going to be the Texans. So nobody was predicting this here. What about in your market? What about in Houston?
14: I don't think anybody was predicting this at all. You were hoping that they could get to seven or eight wins They're at eight right now with two to go, so obviously more opportunity there. And as far as the development of C.J. Stroud, nobody expected this, that he would become this almost instant generational talent. Because you look at the numbers he's put up in his rookie year, they're phenomenal. Now, I know he's missed the last couple of games. He'll be back this week. That's a good thing for the Texans. And he has just been a pleasure to watch. I mean, I call these games, as you know, and – He's just put together highlight after highlight. And Mike Keith will tell you, anybody will tell you who does games, you sound a lot better when the team wins <laughs> and when they're making dramatic plays. And all of a sudden, hey, great job. And I'm thinking, I did a pretty good job when we got blown out 30 to nothing at Buffalo, but you guys didn't mention anything about that a couple of years ago. But it's just that way, right? And you love what you see out of this young team coached by D'Amico Ryans. They're really headed in the right direction. They're really banged up, though. And I know the Titans are banged up to the Texans. Their entire D line is out right now. Uh, you look at what's happened at safety, no Jimmy Ward. I mean, it goes on and on, but at least they get the quarterback back.
2: You know, Mark, we, we go down to, you know, we, we check in the markets in the AFC South all the time. And we, we go to Jacksonville from time to time. And, and we check in with someone at XL and Tony Smith, who has been down there and he always paints the picture. Like how, much Jags fans, the disdain that they still have for the Titans. Like going back to 99, I mean, it, yeah. it's amazing that they, he still talks about it like it's fresh and we're like, it's 2023. We don't view Jacksonville the same way as you do. So I'm going to ask you because of the history, because of what just took place a couple of weeks ago here, uh, I can imagine that created – well, we had John McClain on. I'm sure it, it did. It yeah. created a lot of fodder down there about you know the uniforms that the Titans were wearing and, and this and that. How does your market view Nashville? How do they view the Titans?
14: It's funny with the Texans and the AFC South because the nemesis of the Texans are the Indianapolis Colts hmm. because the Texans have only beaten them 10 times in the history of the franchise. You know, we are talking forty four games, including a playoff game. That's incredible. Only ten victories. So that that is just a whole other level of frustration and being the all time villains. But with the Titans, it's the natural rivalry, being the former Oilers. And I think when both teams are better, it does it does make a tremendous difference. And the Titans lately, not the last game but up until then, Derek Henry just torching this team has really added fuel to the fire. But the uniforms last time out, I mean, that just poured gas, kerosene, nuclear fluid, whatever else (laughs) on this thing because everybody wanted it so bad. They wanted the Texans to win that one so badly. And the fact that they got it was a real pleasure for the fans in this market.
3: Mark, are people kind of mad about the uniforms down in Houston? are Are they for real mad?
14: I think they're for real mad. They they feel like the uniform belongs here. Now, we can get into why it isn't, and no, you don't understand, you don't own the rights to it, so you have no case or no say. And I get all that, but it's still an emotional thing. It's sports, right? Yes, and look, I got here in 02. I wasn't born in Texas, got here as fast as I could, as the saying goes. <laughs> uh, but even for me, the DNA has been spliced into my being. And to look down and see the Euler uniform was bizarro world. Because I really I wasn't in the NFL when the Oilers were still playing. I was doing college sports. And so now I'm looking at that thinking this has to be bizarre for Houston sports fans to see the Texans play their ex-wives, right? And I think it's got to be bad for the fans in Nashville. I've said this before, but for the fans in Nashville, it's like, why do you keep showing me pictures of your ex-husband? I thought we were good here. But you keep... Just parading him around why are we doing this what about my titan pride being in nashville i got to think a lot of the nashville nashville fans feel that way
3: no i'm just gonna be for real with you man nah that's not that's not the way Nashvilleians look at it at all and 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 there's a lot of different reasons to get into that and and i won't i won't burn up our precious time going back all through that but that's interesting to hear uh about that particular perspective because we don't get to hear that uh much at all um you've been there you've watched the whole thing Has Derrick Henry lost a step? I'm always curious about people from outside who do not digest every single carry that the man has had. You've watched him. You've watched his whole career at least twice a year. Is he the same guy as he was two years ago, a year ago?
14: You know, he might not be, but I still think there's a lot of, as a friend of mine would say, a lot of there there. There's a lot of Henry still there, right? But do you have the other stuff still there? I love DeAndre Hopkins, by the way. I absolutely adore him. He's one of my favorite players in a Texans uniform ever. But do you really have all the weapons you had when you were going really good with Derrick Henry? When Tannehill looked sharper, perhaps, you guys know better than me, but I feel like Henry wasn't the only thing. Now it feels like he's almost, almost, I'm going to say almost, the only thing. That you got going on. The recipe to beat Henry, we all know what it is. You gotta hit him in the backfield. You gotta get him before he gets going downhill and all of that. I think the O line isn't the same. That contributes to it because you're able to get to him now a little bit easier than you were a couple of years ago. But he's still frightening to me. Look, as a play by play announcer, I go by my feelings a lot. When I see certain quarterbacks on third and six for the opponent, Peyton Manning, the late Steve McNair back in the day, mm. people like that who are just terrors to the Texans. Well, Derek Henry was that as a running back. And I never had that feeling about any other non-quarterback player where, Oh my gosh. And when they would take him out of the game on third down, when they still do that, I'm thinking, thank God you took Henry out of the game. So it's not quite as much because of the last couple of games. look, last year they held them to what? A buck 26, and it felt like we should put up a banner, Colts-like for that, right? <laughs> uh, when the Texans beat the Titans in Nashville Christmas Eve. This time, it was a historically great performance by the Texans D, so we took that. but I don't rule anything out. Henry looked a lot more like Henry last week, and I expect him to be on his game when they play on Sunday here.
3: Robert Woods, wide receiver for uh, the Texans now, formerly of the Titans. When uh, he left here, uh, he went on social media and said that he was free. And, and, and it was obvious that, uh, you know, he was ready. I, I hear you chuckling. He, you know, he. It was obvious that that he and and Nashville and the front office and whatever was uh were, were not fans of each other. Um, he's been down there in a veteran presence. W- what is what has he been like, and what has he brought to that team uh, down there in Houston?
14: Well, you guys know him. He's the consummate professional and gentleman, and he's wonderful to be around. and And he's been good for CJ Stroud, especially early on, good third down player for CJ. And I think as the season's gone on. Look, they've gone through some things now. Uh losing Tankdale has been huge for the Houston Texans because his mere presence would make the defense flinch and make things available for other players, and Stroud is just so good at getting rid of the football. Dan Pastorini, oiler and a guy who also wore number seven, told me the other day on the air, he said Stroud is the best release. Of any quarterback he's ever seen that's amazing praise whether or not it's true who knows but that's amazing praise and he doesn't hand it out that easily Dante Pastorini so uh, I think that with Stroud Woods has been effective Nico Collins has been effective look Nico has a thousand yard season never got close to that before in his first two campaigns injuries had something to do with that as well uh, I think he spreads the ball around very well CJ does uh, when you look at the numbers when he's in the lineup it is that way uh, losing 10 Dell, Hurts, Woods, and everybody else. But I like Robert Woods on this football team. I think his presence, his veteran leadership, all of that, I know some of that sounds cliche, but I do think there's a lot to that, and it's been a big plus for this team.
3: wanted to ask you about something that we don't get to ask too often, and that is about Mike Vrabel, the defensive coordinator. Mike Vrabel, the assistant. Since you've been there since O2, mm. that means you know the entire history of the Houston Texans, and that would include... Uh, Mike Vrabel what do you remember about Mike Vrabel the defensive coordinator
14: very intense I think that you get a good slice of him when you watch the 2015 hard knocks when they spent time here he had a lot of air time I think that really helped his head coaching campaign over the years uh, Bill O'Brien told me at some point, uh, a couple of years before he became a head coach, Brabel's going to be a head coach. Like, there was no doubt in O'Brien's mind that Vrabel was going to be a good head coach. His one year as truly the defensive coordinator was 2017. It wasn't a good defense, but in fairness to him, they had a near-historic amount of injuries, and I guess that's followed him around to Nashville as well. But they had a ton of injuries huh. that year, and Deshaun Watson went out, and it's just a, a very clunky year for the entire organization, and they got it going again the next year, but Brabel was already gone by that point. Brabel's a good head coach. There's no question about that. I mean and he's got the presence too. And I think that's a big part of it. He's he's got the pedigree. He was a great player. Uh, he was a good assistant coach and he's a really good head coach. I mean, if I were the Titans, I wouldn't think twice about keeping him because he's the guy who can make it happen, but you need the pieces. You need to somehow stay healthy. I mean, I look at what's happening to them, and, uh, look, I'm not going to sing the blues for anybody in the AFC South because it's a healthy sports hate for me. I hate all the other teams like Poison, but I love the people who work there. I love Mike and everybody. I just, It's funny when I look at them, I just see a lot of things not working out in the health department, and that's contributed to a lack of success.
2: Last thing, Mark, I haven't really checked up on him, but a guy that we followed closely when he was at Tennessee, he did end up transferring out and going to Alabama. But Henry Toto, I haven't said his name in a while, so I'm a little rusty. You're the play-by-play man.
14: Yeah, it's kind of Toto, but when you say it really fast, it just sounds like Toa. But anyway, Henry's doing well. Has he been playing a lot? What's that?
2: Has he been playing a lot?
14: Yeah, he plays a bunch because they've had so many injuries. Perriman has been suspended. He's back now. Blake Cashman's been out. He's back early on. Christian Harris was in and out of the lineup for various reasons, and Harris is playing strong now, played well, obviously, against the Titans a couple of weeks ago. Henry's doing fine. I mean, he's a rookie. Uh, A lot of these rookies, you know, they go through the ebb and flow of an inaugural NFL campaign. And I think with the rookies, it's always tough because you went through all your pre-draft stuff. You went through getting drafted, rookie camps, extra meetings. I see the schedules here that the players have. The rookies do all these extra meetings and rookie development. And they've got the rookie camp and the symposium or whatever it's called now. I mean, they got a ton of stuff and then they have to play the 17 game schedule or try to get through it somehow. So I think it's rough. I think year two, for everybody should be better but the Texans have gotten great production out of obviously Stroud and Dell before he got hurt and a bunch of others Uh, so they'll take it from there Uh, I just think the connection by the way between these two squads is really fun all the former Texans on the Titans and have you talked to Pat O'Hara because Pat O'Hara quarterback's coach I think he's the quarterback's coach or maybe he's just an offensive Mm -hmm. assistant now for the Titans You know, he was in all these movies and everything. He's like one of the most fascinating NFL assistants I've ever been around. When you look at his IMDb page, never mind the coaching resume.
2: Mm, We need to get him on again. We need Mm. to revisit him off Off season. Yeah, no doubt about
14: it. He was Uh, in the Water Boy. He was in any given Sunday, and uh, he worked for a company that specialized in staging football for cinema. It's really interesting stuff.
2: Wow, that's outstanding, Mm. Mark. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much for doing this. Enjoy the game. On Sunday and Happy New Year. Appreciate you doing this as always.
14: Happy New Year, guys. Thanks for having me on.
2: Mark Vandermeer, he is the uh, the fine play by play voice of the Texans. And of course, that will be the final road game of the season for the Titans down in Houston. Remember, they just played and Houston came in here and got the overtime victory over the Titans. We're wide open the rest of the way. If you want to jump in there, 615 844 5600 is how you get in touch with us as you listen to The McFarland Show, Nashville Sports Radio.
16: Oh, oh, uh,
5: open that one. It's from me.
16: Holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Best gift ever. Wait, these tickets are already scratched. Yeah, (laughs) it was me. I was just so excited. But look, we won.
6: Tis the season for epic cash prizes. This year, give the most winning gift of all. Holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Oh, what game-changing fun. Let's play responsibly.
1: Gas, groceries, utilities, you name it, the price of everything is going up and if you're stuck in a bad timeshare with rising maintenance fees, the financial burden can be crushing. It is time to get your finances in order and get the real facts about that timeshare that you are stuck in and your options to get rid of it.
17: We all know that Nashville life can get hectic. In the middle of all the madness that is it's like, don't forget to take care of yourself. Treat yourself to Nashville's ultimate relaxation experience at Makara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel. With services for men and women, Mokara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel is your one-stop shop for full-body treatment. Begin your experience in the exquisite relaxation room, then enjoy a full-body treatment or even a couple's massage before finishing in the salon. Located on the fourth floor of the Omni Nashville Hotel, Mokara Spa is Nashville's highest quality Quality self care oasis. To book your experience or gain information on packages, call Mokara Spa today at 615 761 3600. Again, 615 761 3600. Or log on to theomnihotel.com. And with every booking, you'll have free valet parking and rooftop pool access to enjoy the Music City skyline. And through Labor Day, enjoy the fourth floor spa terrace for only $20. Mocara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel, Fifth Avenue, downtown.
15: This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services.
6: It's the NFL on Sports USA, and we're in the Emerald City as the Pittsburgh Steelers come into Seattle to take on the Seahawks. The Hawks know how to fly thanks to Tyler Lockett and D.K. Metcalf.
5: Geno Smith throwing a slant by the goal line. Is it caught? Yes! Touchdown, D.K. Metcalf!
6: the steelers always get the stop thanks to the electric defense of tj watt it's the steelers at the seahawks this sunday on sports usa
7: coverage begins at 3 p.m
6: live on wnsr nashville sports radio
7: Welcome back to the Strike and Spare Studios. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Rolling along
2: on this Thursday afternoon. We're here live in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. One more show in 2023. Tomorrow from 2 to 4. We'll be in here and then we'll see you on the other side. Mm -hmm. Hope everybody's got... Some fun plans, like I said, I'm gonna to go to the TransPerfect Music City Bowl on Saturday. It's gonna be a little nippy, yeah, but it's a one o'clock kickoff, so you got your best shot. If it was a night game. I don't know. Probably have second
3: thoughts. Sit on the sunny side, yeah, which so, is the, the roadside, yeah. um, whatever that is, the the this, the side where the logo is upside down. Mm-hmm. That's the side you want to sit on. That's the sun side.
2: But uh, hope you have some fun plans. Of course, the Titans will be out of town. Uh, the Predators have hit the road. Yeah. So they'll be up in Detroit tomorrow night. And then another road game after that. Washington. Washington. Yes. Again, they just did the, it's weird how they, they just did They knocked out the two games against Carolina. Boom, boom. Yeah. And they're getting ready to knock out the two games with Washington. Boom, boom. So, um, they just played these, these guys, Capitals. And, yeah. And Hurricanes. Uh, they were in Raleigh and then, uh, they were, Washington was here just recently. Mm-hmm. So they'll be in Washington. Um, so we had an interesting discussion. I thought yesterday with Steve Lehman from News Channel Five. Okay, and it got me thinking a lot about just you know how we're supposed to view all these uh, these scenarios, how this thing is supposed to play out. I told you my feelings about Will Levis, which was interesting, by the way. Mark Vandermeer saying if you're gonna play Will Levis, you got to play him. You got to, which kind of told me he, I didn't, I didn't want to interject. And get him going down that road, but it sounds like he was on the same page with me. I said the same thing. If I have no problems, you know, we've taken calls of, eh, don't, don't don't ruin Will Levis, don't take a chance on hurting him, getting him hurt, or disrupting his growth by putting him behind this offensive line and playing these final games. Just sit him. And I said, if he can play, he should play. That's how I feel about it. I said that yesterday. You didn't get a chance to weigh in on how you felt about it. If Will Levis can go, which he's been practicing, yeah. I don't know, you know, he's got a high ankle sprain. I don't know what how it's going to play out, but if he can go, do
3: you think you should play? I think the reps are valuable because the National Football League time is limited, where you can have regular season games. And, and I really talked myself into it yesterday when I said the following. The only play... 17 of these things and you do not That's right. get you did say that. Yeah, another yeah. one until next September, not August, September yeah, not is pre-season. when you get because the preseason and, and the preseason is better than nothing.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, you know, I'll give you that, but it is not the regular. It's not the regular season speed and it's not the regular season guys. It's not the regular season coverages. You only get that during regular game. Take advantage of every single one. Now, what I didn't get to yesterday, and I'll get to now, is that to see Ryan Tannehill anymore. None, zero, done, through. I've we've decided. Whatever you think of him, whatever he's going to do these last two games, is not going to change anybody's mind. I rather see what Malik Willis is now. Has he grown? Has he not grown? Is there anything there? Is there anything that makes me think he can be a backup quarterback in this league and backup to Will Levis next year? Because Malik Willis is going to go into year number three next year, and he is still a third-round pick? Or mm-hmm. fourth? Third round? I can't third remember round. now. I'm yeah, struggling. it was third because third round.
2: Levis was second. He was third.
3: All right. He's a third-round pick.
2: Both were traded up to get
3: Traded up to get him. You gave up draft capital to get him. He's a third-round pick, and you still— you know he's not the starter, you know that much, but we don't even know if he's on the roster. We don't know anything. So what are you doing with him? Are you trading him? Are you cutting him? What are you doing with him? For me, I rather see what he is, because at the very at at the least, he's terrible and you kind of knew that already. And then you can cut him. You move on. Or you move on. Yeah. At best, he lights the world on fire and now you can either keep him as your backup or you can trade him, maybe to somebody who's interested, who saw something in him these last couple of games. To me, playing Malik Willis has a lot more upside on it than playing Ryan Tannehill, which we all know where that's going.
2: There's only one reason, in my opinion. And I know on their end, it's like, well, he gives us the best chance to win. yeah, yeah, yeah. Better chance to win. I sure, get all sure, that. Sure. We coaches and players, yeah, they're trying to win. it. We got it. We got but in my opinion, there's only one reason and one reason only. That you would ever play Ryan Tannehill, and that's you're paying him a boatload of money. He's your most expensive yeah, player well. on the roster, and you're just trying to. You're like, hey man, you're you We're paying you more than anybody else. So get out there and
3: play, man. That ship is sailed. If and that, I, and if I, that, I, if that if that was the case, that. they should have benched um, Will Levis when Tannehill was healthy enough to come back and play, which he had been healthy for weeks. But they didn't. They rolled it out with Will Levis, as I think they should. I think that's the right decision to make. I think he gave the football team the best chance to win. But if you're going with the money argument, that means he should have been out there a month ago.
2: I'm not saying that that's what they should do. I'm saying the only argument to me of him playing is to say, we're paying him all this money. Get out there and play. Like, we're giving you. know how that works? I sure. mean, right. you give somebody a boatload of money. Yeah, you want to like, see something? Well, um. you know, how about you earn it? Oh, yeah. Rather than just staying on the sidelines with a hat on backwards.
3: Want to see something.
2: With you know, with a clipboard. Yeah. That that to me is the only like there is nothing to evaluate. There's nothing to see. There's nothing to evaluate. There's nothing to say, like, do we want to try to explore this next year as the backup? No, none of that. He's he's moving on. Yeah. We already like, know. That, that ship is it's over.
3: But will but Malik Willis to me is still a little bit of an of an open case. Because, you know, you can cut him, sure. He's just a third-round pick. They cut third-round picks. It happens. Sure. It happens, and they can cut him. It's all good. I'm just saying it's a little bit more of a, well, maybe he can be a backup. Maybe he's already here. Maybe we can get something for him. Maybe, you know, you can do more with him, I think, than you could by running Ryan Tannehill back out there.
2: Well, there's a lot more to find out. Yeah. Ryan Again, there's nothing to find find out. out. To me, again, the only reason they would tell you their reason is he gives them the best chance. Okay, that's fine. But they're not playing for anything. But okay, that's fine. Yeah, sure. The real reason, the only reason to me is he makes the most money. So make him go earn his paycheck. But putting that, pushing that aside, I would agree with you. Alik Willis is the, uh, I don't want to say the unknown. I think right now, most feel like he just isn't good enough. Yeah, sure. But it doesn't mean he's still young. It doesn't mean that he's still making
3: progress. He was more of a project than Will Levis was. And they were, you know, and and some would have considered them both projects, but there's no question that Malik Willis was much more of a project, I think, well than than Will Levis was, and I guess the rest of the NFL agreed, which is why he slipped from where he was projected to go to where he ended up.
2: Yeah. I mean, he was first round for a long time, and then the draft came around, and he was in the third round. But
3: you, but he's got first-round talent, some would argue, but the question is, well, how do you make it, you know, come out of him, essentially, to, to mature to something that can be usable on an NFL level, and... He's been working on it. He's got a great attitude. He hasn't been sulking or throwing temper tantrums or any of those things that we've seen or heard. He's been coming to work as far as what we've seen. He's been available to play. He And when he's gone out there, it hasn't gone right. That Now, that much is for sure. When he's gone out there, it has not been good. But he's been going out there with a lot of gimmicks and a lot of other stuff. Go him out there and let him play and let's just see. For me, I mean, what's, what's the worst that's going to happen at this point? Uh, it, it's nothing but, but upside to me.
2: Well, it doesn't matter. But the outcome know. doesn't matter. No, I mean,
3: not not from our
2: perspective. From their perspective, I get it. It does matter. But
3: and if they've already made
2: the decision from the fans, about Malik Willis, media like they're, there's a, you're not playing for anything, like nothing.
3: And, and maybe listen, Darren. Maybe they've already had a meeting and they've already decided what Malik Willis is and what he is to them. And once that decision's been made and they've sealed the book shut then there's no reason for them to see him anymore.
2: I would say right now, for him to be on this roster as the backup to Will Levis, not an option, the backup, or as you said, trade, he he would have had to have morphed into something none of us could have imagined if they popped him out there this Sunday or the final game against Jacksonville. He would literally have to morph into something that we would, right now, none of us would project seeing. Does that mean it can't happen? No, it doesn't mean it can't happen. It's highly unlikely. I mean that that's that would be quite a leap sitting there doing nothing, right? All yeah. of a sudden it's like, whoa. Because a lot of this stuff, wow. it's not about, you know, oh, he's inaccurate or right now, there's no doubt his best strength is his legs. Yeah. But he he looks too many times lost in the moment. Like, it's too big. And Mm. we've seen a lot of quarterbacks where that's happened. It's too fast. It's too big. And I I don't know. You just said it. Well, how do you recreate anything? You don't. You can't. You can't. can't. So So what's going to change?
3: Well. Because you
2: can't recreate that. You can't get better at that. Because you don't see it. He hasn't seen it.
3: Well, you can't test it. That's for sure. Now, you can practice. You can get better. I mean, listen, there's no question that Will Levis got better from the first preseason game because we we keep forgetting this. We did not see Will Levis from the second half of the very first preseason game against the Chicago Bears until he played against the Atlanta Falcons.
2: Well, he got hurt.
3: I know. I know he got hurt. I'm just saying we didn't see him. At all. We didn't see the time he put into rehab from the injury. We didn't see the time he put in um to get better in those practices. And then he showed up and threw for four touchdowns. And everybody was like, whoa. And I've said and I asked everybody who came on here who covers this team. When did Will Levis get this good? Because there's no way in the world that he would have been over there on the bench if we knew he was this good. Which means at some point between the Chicago game, the end of the Chicago preseason game, and whatever week that was against the Falcons, Falcons, Will Levis became what Will Levis is. So, now, what happens with Malik Willis? Malik Willis went away in the offseason. He's better or looked better than last year. But then again, we've seen the preseason version of Malik Willis already. We already know what that looks like. So, if he comes in next year and looks serviceable during preseason, what does that really mean? How does that help you? What, what is really going on with that? Nobody really knows. Mm-hmm. Now, get him out there against some actual competition and let him actually play. And then let's find out. That's that's me. That's me. I, you know, and I know people are, and listen, again, if they've already decided Malik Willis is not our guy and we were moving on from him at the end of the season, and listen, that decision may have already been made.
2: Maybe.
3: May have already I, been made.
2: I don't know what would hurt just keeping him around on a practice squad. I mean, I don't know what would it hurt. I mean, but not as the backup as the the third.
3: Depends on how much Remember, you value your draft young. capital. He's still young. Depends on how much you value your draft capital too. You've already got a third round invested in him, and whatever you traded to get him. And well, so, what do, you, what do you mean by that? Wait, wait. what do you mean? It depends on you've got a you've got a third round pick invested into him already, yeah. and then whatever it is you traded because you moved up in the draft right. to get him. So whatever else you traded, so you've got all that draft capital built up in him that you just want to cut or, you know,
2: put away on... on- well, that's so what I'm saying. What what's it would hurt just keeping around on a practice squad and let him see if it, it changes over time? Yeah. I, I mean, like, I guess... W- what's the investment? I, I mean, you're just keeping him around on the practice squad. I,
3: okay. I mean, sure. I mean, yeah, I, sure, you can keep him around. I mean, I'm
2: just I mean, saying, just I, I don't... I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they see... But what would... What does that hurt? What does that do... Not as the backup, as the third guy on the practice squad.
3: I, I guess so. I mean... Remember,
2: he's still young. He's just still very year. young.
3: Yeah, second year. So... It seems like he's been here for five years. I know. It's, it's just his second year.
2: I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it, look, and if look, if you truly believe, if that's your assessment, hey, we took a chance. We, he's He's been here now.
3: And the guy he's who took not, the
2: chance is no longer in the building, yeah, by the he, way. The yeah. people who made those decisions are no longer in the building. Right he's just not going to be good enough for us. Then you move on. I guess there's no reason. Then there's no reason to yeah. waste everybody's time. Right. Yeah. If, if that's, if that's the decision you've come to, that's the conclusion you've made is look, nice guy. It's just not going to be good enough. He's yeah. not going to, he's not going to play Yeah, at this level on a regular basis.
0: It's just not going to happen. Yeah. What, what do and, you
2: we, d- and we wouldn't even trust him to be the backup because now that they're playing 17 games a season, I mean, most quarterbacks get hurt yeah. at some point.
3: I mean, what, What are you doing with Caleb Farley? You got a first round pick in him. A first round investment in him. Caleb, who? Who? Listen, I've seen Jim Wyatt, who's been doing a great job. Jim Wyatt has been doing a great job, you know, uh, who covers the, the team for the team. Uh, asking Caleb Farley all the time about his journey and trying to get back. And obviously, he's been through personal and professional tragedies one after the other uh, and, and that young man's life over the last year or so. But now he's back there. He's practicing again. But then we've discovered that, you know, he's not going to be able to get back on the field this year. Okay, fine. Then, then, then again, what are you what are you doing with him? What happens with that? Is that just something you flush down the toilet and say, well, nice kid, great story, you know, not working out. Thank you. appreciate you. I mean I there's 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 leftover loose ends like Malik Willis and Caleb Farley and probably a couple of other guys I'm not thinking of right now that need to be taken care of this offseason that I'm sure they've already looked at, started to evaluate and try to see whether they want to do with that and and, and you know and you know the leftover John Robinson stuff um that they that they have to take care of and and figure out, you know, do they want to move forward with these folks or do they just really want to really hit the reset button and start over again with $100 million in the draft?
2: Yeah. 615-844-5600 is our phone. Number about 21 minutes left in Thursday's edition of the McFarland Show. We'll be
15: back. The Locksmith Company, our full-service locksmithing expert, is asking listeners to please donate a toy to Toys for Tots this holiday season. You could make a difference in the life of a child. This message is brought to you by The Locksmith Company, a proud veteran employer. For all your residential, commercial, or automotive locksmithing needs, call today for a free estimate or 24-7 emergency service at 931-801-5427. 931-801-5427. And also visit the LSCO.com. The Locksmith Company is looking forward to seeing you.
8: Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code LIFT for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's promo code LIFT. You can cash out any right to your bank account, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code LIFT for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code LIFT. Trusted for creative design and committed to both the function and aesthetics of your smile, Jody Jones Dentistry for 26 years has provided a wide range of general and cosmetic dentistry services along Nashville's Music Row and coming soon to Hermitage in Murfreesboro. The national leader for cosmetic dentistry provides a unique luxury environment for patients who want his famous Hollywood smile. Just ask the country music stars, actors, athletes. Yeah, he was eight years the dentist for the Predators to display his celebrity smile. To learn more, visit JodyJonesDDS.com or call 615-259-5100.
6: It's the NHL Winter Classic on Sports USA, And we ring in the new year in Seattle as the Kraken hosts the Vegas Golden Knights at the outdoor home of the Mariners. It'll be an action-packed matchup of the NHL's newest franchises. The Knights know how to cash in their shots with Eichel and Stone. The Kraken will defend with Dunn, Larson, and Grubauer between the pipes. It's the cup champion Golden Knights and the Kraken outside in Seattle. New Year's Day. On your home for the NHL playoffs and the Stanley Cup,
7: Sports USA. Give us a call, 615-844-5600. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin.
2: We're live in the Strikers Bear Family Fun Center studio. You can watch our show every day on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Damon Keen is alongside. You won't see him on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Twitch. But he has a big... Event happening tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. We affectionately call him DJ Damon. And uh you need to grab your mic because you're gonna need to you're gonna know about this more than me. So you're having your end of the year holiday party. Yes, sir.
4: Friday night live. Yes, sir. It's the end of the year holiday party tomorrow night, seven o'clock. It's called Friday Night Live because we got a live jazz saxophone player, a lady by the name of Charlene Robinson got your OG of DJ and D- Damon King. That's me. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, mm-hmm. that's my name. And uh, then we're going to do some line music and holiday music, and then we're going to do some karaoke. You can mm. come and sing. Oh. I, I'm, I know you like to sing, so, you know, you're Mercy. welcome to come sing a song. Mercy. I'm trying to get Justin there to sing, like, Mm. Boys to men or something. I don't Boys know. to men. Man. John Burton said he was going to come and sing something. So I mean, there's a challenge. John me.
3: Burton is coming to sing. That's what he said. He's can John Burton to... sing?
2: I don't I think he said that. I think you said that.
4: Karaoke. No, he said I, I'm coming to sing. He's, well, he said I can sing, but okay. I mean, I,
3: I don't know. He can't sing. I, right. I'm not saying he can't. I'm just asking the question. I well, don't know. Maybe he can sing. I'm putting it out
4: there in the atmosphere.
3: He can be excellent. I don't know.
4: It's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be at the rhythm of the village. This is in Old Hickory, off of uh, what they call used to call Lakewood, ten fifty-three mm-hmm. Donaldson Avenue tomorrow, and it's only five, five dollar cover charge in advance. In advance, advance. right? Yeah, ten dollars at the door, advance. but ten dollars at the door. I'm telling anybody that listens to the station that hurt say they heard it on the station. I let them in for five dollars. Mm. Wow,
3: five dollars at the door.
4: Five dollars at the Look door. Look at you, Damn yeah. Got a home. So it's Cut. tomorrow night. There. Cutting deals on the air. So yeah. What man. what time? 7 o'clock, well, you know, we get there about 6, because 6.30, because it's going to be, we've already got about 30 people already reserved. Okay. So come on out, Justin. All right. Sing.
3: I don't know if I'm going to sing, but you know, all right. I, it's I not, hear you.
4: And it's a restaurant, so you'll have food. You don't have to worry about cooking food. Going to have food, chicken, fish, all that, so you can come and eat. Don't have to worry about cooking. Just come on, bring Just your wife on. and enjoy yourself.
3: Enjoy, enjoy life with DJ Damon. DJ. DJ. OG. 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 Yes. Yeah.
4: Gonna be fun. We're gonna do a champagne toast just for the year, you know. I understand. Okay. Isn't Makes that sense. wonderful? It sounds wonderful. It does. I would love to see you out there. Thank you for this time.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm Damon King, and I approve this message. <laughs> I
2: approve this message. <laughs> we did get a Lamar Alexander reference. Yes, from we got Ramsey earlier. Yes,
3: we did. Former <laughs> governor and senator.
2: Of course, he met Lamar
3: Jackson. Yes, he funny. did. That was funny. That was good. those are two interesting Lamars. S- <laughs> yeah.
2: So, like I said, JC instead of CJ. Yeah, yeah, that was behind behind yeah, the scenes. Behind the
3: scenes, there. That's those were two interesting Lamars there.
2: Uh We've got Rutgers in Miami, Florida. Is that chocolate bother you over there? <clears throat> A little bit, yeah. We did go. I think it was down the wrong pipe. Okay. <laughs> Uh, late right now, Rutgers leading 2117 over the Canes and looks like a really sloppy, like weather-wise game, right?
3: Don't they play this game at Yankee stadium? No, Not no anymore. That, was, that
2: was, no, that was played earlier today. That
3: was, that was earlier today.
2: Yeah. That was the Boston college game. Okay. So this is, the- oh no, that was a, I'm sorry. That was a Fenway. The Fenway. Sorry, that was a Fenway. Th-
3: this is the pinstripe bowl. Yeah, and you're, I thought right, the you're right. you right.
4: They have done this. At,
3: yeah, typically have been at Yankee Stadium.
4: Yep, I think you're right. So, Darren, yeah, you should know. Justin knows.
3: What do I know?
2: What? Well, what he knows? What
3: he's I know? Expert what? in information. Well, no, not necessarily. Not all the time. Um, you know, mind. we try. I'm, and then I ask the question. You know, I'm trying to make sure. You know, this is where we think it is.
4: Isn't that Mario Cristofal that came from Oregon? Right, and he's Miami coach.
3: Uh, yes, yeah, yes they, that would they,
2: be him. They yes, had quite the gap against Georgia Tech this year. Uh, yeah, the Boston College SMU game was at Fenway.
3: Okay, Fenway Park. This I, I don't is at, see where it well, says. There it is. Well, they're showing the wide shot now, and that's Yankee Stadium. Yep. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So that that's that's all the proof I need right there. That shot right there with the uprights. That,
2: there was your answer. The uprights like were listening. Against, the,
3: against the center field wall. Yeah, it's like they were listening to the show. <laughs> the uprights against the center field wall. And, guys, and then, and and guys, then they guys, show Mario
4: Cristobal. Like, they're literally oh, listening to the show. That's and crazy. did you notice earlier in the earlier game that both teams were on the same side? That was Fenway. That was at Fenway. Fenway yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. You know, yep. that can happen. You know, they used to do the same thing at Oak County Stadium Well, they in did Milwaukee. that at Wrigley. Remember, yeah. they played at a game Wrigley. at Wrigley. Wrigley Field, yeah. It was
2: a Northwestern regular season game. Well, the
3: Bears themselves used Didn't to they have at to Wrigley, Wrigley switch. Field. Didn't
2: they have to switch? They had to go the same direction every
3: time, right? Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yes, right. At, yes, at the answer is yes. Yeah, at Wrigley Field. Yeah, That's what I thought. Anytime, listen, and and this is for people. If you are old school, listening in the station, anytime you see a highlight of of uh, Gale Sayers or Dick Buckus, none of those games are at Soldier Field. None of them. <laughs> all of those games are at Wrigley Field. The Bears didn't move to Wrigley Field until the, the early seventies. True, yeah. like they, they, you know, the sixties and fifties. All the great Chicago. All of those games were at Wrigley Field.
4: What do you mean they went in the same direction? Like, each team?
3: Well, because there's a wall. in in Wrigley Field, there's brick walls, so you can't move those. Right. Mm-hmm. So they would have to configure the field in a way that they would have to go the same direction. Every so time. So if you got too far down one direction, they would have to stop play and then switch it back to go in the other direction so there was enough room for you to operate.
2: So you didn't run into the ivy. So you didn't run right. into
3: the no, – really? not just the ivy. The Because there was no ivy. <laughs> They're playing in, you know, November and December in Chicago. The brick wall is what you're talking wall. about. Yeah. The brick wall in center field at Wrigley Field. Yeah. That's strange. It's mm-hmm. all they had. Okay. Well, that's not true. But anyway.
2: Uh tonight the Jets are at the Browns. That is the Thursday night game.
3: Bring it full circle. The Jets used to play in Shea Stadium. <laughs> where the Mets used to play. When the Browns
2: used to play at the old municipal, municipal where the Indians used to play.
3: Remember we used to do this? Remember we used to do the whole, you know, multi-use stadium thing? Yeah. That's what this is kind of a throwback to.
2: Oh, yeah. And it, it's not good. No,
3: it's not good. It There's a, a reason why a, we stopped.
2: Yeah, it was a bad idea. There's a reason
3: why we stopped doing that.
2: It really was a bad idea. <laughs> yes. And I did that at a lot of stadiums. Uh, yes. Oakland did that. Yes. They shared A's, Oakland, Raiders. Oakland,
3: Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. Pittsburgh. Well, all of them
2: Yeah. Did. Really, really, when you think about it. Just
3: about, yeah. yeah. Cincinnati.
2: Then they all started saying, you know
3: what? I think maybe we should probably build two different stadiums.
2: By the way, I did also, just speaking of baseball, I did see where Don Mattingly, I guess, has joined the group here.
3: Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think he's been, it feels like he's been in and out of the group or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's true. He got some of that going Mm -hmm. on. So,
2: all right, we'll take our final break, come back, and wrap up Thursday's edition. Of the McFarland Show, and we'll do that next.
6: I'm a retired school psychologist, and helping people was my thing. After my stroke, when Meals on Wheels started, I was on the other end of the stick, so to speak. My name is Julius Gaines, creative writer, poet, photographer.
16: Sweat it out, watch your entry update in real time, and continue the fun by making picks on second half and fourth quarter stats. Take your game day experience to the next level with Prize Picks. And right now, you go to prizepickscom primetime and use code primetime. PrizePix is matching your first deposit up to $100. That's prizepickscom primetime with code primetime for a 100% deposit match. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepix.com for more details. Everyone loves Nashville right now. It's the perfect family getaway, but it isn't just known for its food, bright lights and music. It's also known for football. The Trance Perfect Music City Bowl is coming to Nissan Stadium on December 30th. Come see Auburn versus Maryland right here in Music City. The music, the food, the fun. Spend your weekend in Nashville. It's your family's perfect start to the new year. Tickets are available now at musiccitybowl.com and on SeatGeek. Brought to you by Tennessee Lottery.
7: text the Strike and Spare studio now at 615-844-5600. You're listening to the McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. TSU
2: basketball tonight. I believe it's a 730 tip. UT Martin and the Tigers. Keep that in mind. Coverage begins at I'm gonna say 715. On the way out, mm. I did see this. Mm. And I wanted us to talk about it real quick. Yeah. The, they have narrowed the class of 2024 for the Pro Football Hall of Fame down to their final stage. So the 15, 15 right? This is it. This is the yeah, final.
3: This is it. It's final round. Yeah. These are the 15.
2: So the 15 names are. Julius Peppers, Antonio Gates; those two were first year of eligibility.
3: Yeah,
2: my guess is they're probably right. getting in. Probably getting in on the first first go around, right? Yeah. I mean, those yes. two are Hall of Fame.
3: Those two are without like, question. Do Hall we need fame. to really like no, no, no? Uh, also,
2: wide receivers Torrey Holt mm. and Reggie Wayne. Mm. Let's see. Patrick Willis,
4: mm-hmm.
2: I would say career a little bit short, but we've already learned that you know that that's not really been a, a requirement. They they're not, they're not going to punish you for that. No, right? No. When they when they let in Terrell Davis and
3: when he played and others, right? right, he was right. Real, oh, real good. Patrick
2: Willis was real good, really, really good. On former Titans wide receiver Andre Johnson,
3: yeah. Yeah.
2: Although I, I don't think people really view him as I don't former think, Titans. Writer. I don't
3: think he'll have the Titans logo on his uh Probably not. enshrinement.
2: Probably not. Dwight Freeney.
3: Mm-hmm. I
2: think he's gonna I think he He's that. a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer.
3: Now I don't know when he gets in, right. but he's a Hall of but Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. Without question.
2: I've been saying this guy for years and I don't know why he keeps getting left out, but I'm just telling you, I think he's a Hall of Famer. And to me it's really not even questionable. Jared Allen, who may live here still, I know he did for <sighs> him and a good everybody while. else.
3: Him and yeah. everybody else.
2: Jared Allen's a Hall of Famer.
3: I, I can get behind that. I, I don't have a problem with that. I, I don't have a I don't have a strong feeling that he is, but I don't have a strong feeling that he's not. So I'm fine with it. He dominated for a long time. He's he very good. Dominated. Very good. Very good. Willie Anderson is on that list. Big offensive tackle. Mm-hmm. He's interesting. Um, that he's not in already in a way, and I just wonder why. He's very, very good. I wouldn't call him dominant, but very, very good at his position. I don't know. That's um, interesting.
2: I don't have a strong opinion one way or the other on him. Darren Woodson? <sighs>
3: Man. I, I need to go back and look. I My instincts tell me No. I, honestly, on Darren Woodson. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I think he's really, really good.
2: Hall of really good.
3: I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I just don't. Now, I need to go back and look. Yeah. I think if he didn't play on all those Cowboy teams, I think we'd we think less of him. But he was very good. Really, really good. I just don't think he's a Hall of Fame guy.
2: Here's an interesting one. Talked about this a lot. If you're going to have positions, then recognize them. and Stop yeah. leaving out kickers and punters and return men. It's a part of the game. Yeah, they get paid too. They they count for a roster spot. Devin Hester.
3: Devin Hester is a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer because period. he's the best returner. Period. That we've probably ever seen. Yeah, and I, mean, you I just know, think he is. I mean, he dictated that entire you know realm of the game when he played. Yeah,
2: I think Devin Hester is a Hall of Famer. He's a
3: Hall of Famer. Eric Allen,
2: defensive back. Eric Allen, man,
3: really, really good. I, I need to go back and look again. I, oh boy. Really, really good. Played a long time. I, oh, I, I'm not sure. You look at the career. He, as a defensive back from 1988 to 2001, man, mm-hmm. that, that's a lot of football there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And played at a high level. High level.
2: Rodney Harrison.
3: I <sighs> know. Oh, a struggle. I oh, know. I'm on the border with him. I can understand the argument, but I'm, I'm not feeling overwhelmingly strong.
2: But he also had that that black cloud, that tag on him when he I played.
3: I don't. I'm not. I'm not concerned about that as much. It, it, I'm just saying. I, no, you're right. It's, it's, true. it's there. It's there. But dirty. I, yeah. Dirty. Ugh. And yeah.
2: Running back. Yeah.
3: Fred Taylor. You and I are unanimous on this one. Fred Taylor's a Hall of Famer. We've seen him with our own eyes. If he's not, I don't know who is. He should be in. Jimmy Smith should be in. I will say he's this. He's not
2: on this list either. First time Fred Taylor's made it to the stage. Hopefully. So, we'll see. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Have a great rest of your Thursday. We look forward to wrapping up 2023 with you tomorrow, starting at 2 o'clock. We'll see you then.
8: Sports Radio, this is the Zach
14: Gelb Show.
0: Here's your host, Zach Gelb.